Welcome back to the Her Exchange Podcast. I'm Sonia Gavankar. I'm Stephanie Gage. We're coming to you live, well, on tape, from a <laughs> library in Montgomery County. It's so lovely out here in your woods. Yeah, we we like it out here. We're in the teen zone. We were just saying, <laughs> on account of our youngness, we feel very at home. I do. Yeah. I, I think, what did, what did the kids say? I don't know, but a teen, an actual teen walked by us and gave us a very dirty look. Okay, so we have nailed so, it. <laughs> so they're like, old ladies beat it. <laughs> As we like to say, not our tribe. They are not our tribe. <laughs> they are not. So we are talking about women's history, and we are looking back to look forward with more power. And one of the things we talk about regularly is salary negotiation. My favorite. I know it is because you're so good at it. That's why you're so good at teaching us all. (laughs) But what we like to always see is before you go in to negotiate that salary, you should have some research. And we're kind of taking a different angle at that this week by looking at history and the trailblazer of salary negotiation, Lily Ledbetter. Absolutely. She is um, born Lily McDaniels. Oh, Ledbetter is her married name. I don't know if it's her married name or or how that came about, but that's not the legitsy's name. Um, Lily McDaniel, she is now a women's equality activist. So you may see her. I think her last big spot was popping up in the Democratic Convention in 2008. So she's not on the scene, but here's why it's a big deal. So Lily Ledbetter is the legislation that was passed in 2009, signed into law by President Barack Obama, that talked about equal pay. And it set some regulations around the amount of time you have, if you have a claim that you were underpaid, to file suit. So she was, she had an accomplished career and was ultimately working um, later in her career at Goodyear Tire and was paid significantly lower than her male counterparts for the same work. I would, I would even argue that it wasn't even the same work. She was killing it. She was rising quickly, doing a much better job than her colleagues, Mm -hmm. and was marginalized and paid in an insultingly low fashion. Agreed. They had um, some statistics on there where she was monthly taking home between one and $2,000 less. I mean, that's substantial. When you're talking $3,000 a month, $2,000 on top of that, I mean, that's nearly 50% less than what her male counterparts were taking home, again, for the same or lesser work. So she went through her career, um, and ultimately, this became a suit. After she finished working with them, she filed suit. It went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the it was ultimately denied her claim based on the amount of time that had passed since the paychecks were cut. So that is where this came. But what really this, this drives home is then uh, legislation that was put into place to say, you've got more time to follow suit, file suit, once the egregious, insulting low pay is passed. Lily Ledbetter just really drives home how important it is for us to be empowered and aware of what other folks are being paid because we do have an obligation for ourselves to be watching out for ourselves. I love talking about this this week specifically because I want our listeners to realize how long this has been going on. I feel like this conversation comes up every couple of years and it's definitely reignited this year, possibly because of the election, um, possibly because there's so many women who are going to be making the decision of who our next president is going to be. But this has been going on for decades, for more decades, since our mothers have been in the workplace. And 
if we cannot make an active choice to change that ourselves and to fight the system ourselves, it's going to keep happening over and over again. 100%. You know how I feel. I think legislation is all great. Uh, President Obama was not long ago made the um, pay equity speech, and he's, he's looking to really reignite that or ignite that. And I think those are all well and good, but I am consistently beating the drum that this is not a legislative fix. This is not, I'm just going to stay in my job and wait to be noticed and hope somebody appreciates the work that I am sweating away doing. And somebody's going to legislate something and suddenly someone's going to walk into your office and be like, you know what, Stephanie? Yeah. Here's a whole bunch more money. You seem, we, you've been underpaid and <laughs> we would like to give you more. That's not going to happen. What, what will happen though is when we know what our worth is we being and, women. Go at, mm-hmm. and women go ask for it boldly, then we start breaking the cycle. When we negotiate time and time and tirelessly, that, that creates a shift. And that is the empowered space that I hope that our listeners understand that they need to operate from for this to change. And we use the terms that everybody else uses, empower, ask, you know, stand up for yourself, do all of these things, negotiate. But until we can decide that we are going to make some tough, women are going to make some tough choices that are going to have some strong repercussions and we get loud, we get angry and we get obvious, nothing is going to change. Absolutely. And this isn't a foreign concept for employers. I mean, employers, I think by and large, employers do make some efforts to keep equality. So I, you know, I don't think this is the case of the big bad employer, but employers are also understand the game and are willing to negotiate with us. Right. And yet so few women are going to the table and asking for anything. Um, demanding. So, demanding it. And, you know, and it doesn't have to be a, a throw down your bra, set it on fire. <laughs> I mean, right. it doesn't have to be that. It just has to be a simple, I know my value and I'm not going to settle. Mm-hmm. Period. So now that we've excited everybody in the library to rise up, to demand equality, let's give our listeners two things that they can do this week to really spearhead a change for their own good. Absolutely. So the first thing they have to know is take stock in what they're good at and where their professional value is. We've talked a lot about this the last few weeks in professional branding. You need to get crystal clear on the value you have to your employer because that's what they're going to pay for. Just being, you know, like, oh, I'm a woman and I want more isn't going to cut it. It's, this is the value that I bring to the employer and this is why you're paying me more. Skills versus tasks. You're so good at Absolutely. explaining that over and over again. Tasks are... You can get the, anybody to make those tasks, right. but what are your skills? Like I, you know, I file things. Well, that's great. But do you do it with what strengths and with what skills? Do you do it in a efficient manner? Do you... A million different things. So that's the difference. And it's looking at your results. If you go back and listen to our branding, it's the last statement in your branding it is the results that you drive. What would not get done and how would it not get done if you weren't there? So being really clear on that is an important first step. And then understanding what the market bears. So what else, what is the market for your position? You can do that by going on to a million just as a first step salary calculators online and find out what other people are being paid. Now, a lot of employers have strict confidentiality rules around sharing Salary, so I don't suggest that you do a poll. You know, send out an <laughs> email. Go to your like, Everybody, tell me what you're making. Yeah. Um, keep this confidential in terms of your own 
um, just to not step on any toes, but going to salary.com, glassdoor.com, vault.com, payscale.com, and finding out what the average is for folks with your background, those two steps, understanding what people are. So you get a sense of, are you underpaid? Are you overpaid? And then your bargaining power, which is are the results you drive. Those are the first two things you should do this week to know where you stand and start prepping for negotiation. So I asked for two, you gave us four. So oh, you're welcome, that? listeners. Um, I'd like to be an overachiever. The results that <laughs> the I results. drive. <laughs> and I would like to negotiate my salary with her exchange. <laughs> Here is two cents. I'm right. doubling your pay. <laughs> exactly. Remember that there are women who have gone before us and it's time for us to break the tradition and start new histories for ourselves. Her stories. How do you feel about the word her story? Um, I kind of hate it and also am loving it. Okay. Okay. I feel sort her of the story. same way. Her story. I hate that actually, but, yeah. but I get How it. How about her exchange? We'll just stay with that. Yeah, we'll go with her exchange. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on her exchange. Make sure you check us out on social to find out where we are. We're going to be in Richmond. We're going to be in Montgomery County. We could be at a library near you. <laughs> you would hear the boys screaming in the background, so you'll know it's us. I'm Stephanie Gage. I'm Sonia Gavankar. Thanks for listening. 